So Mark, just, just as a reference, this little, that little tick mark, that little top one's us, bottom one's him. Okay. So I think you'll be loud enough if you're kind of like right around here. Do I need to get in the yellow and the red? Is no. that too close? That's probably too close. All right, right about here. This is too close for me. <laughs> I have it right up here. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Skype it is for tonight's fireside chat. This is Evan. Mark's sitting right next to me. Awfully close, by the way. Hello. And uh, Dan is once again coming to us live from Lombard. What's up? Welcome to the Pints and Provisions Fireside Chats. So tonight, we've got a couple of good beers cracked. You have What do you have cracked, Dan? Uh, you guys inspired me on the last podcast uh, with the Dogfish 120 talk and had one in the cellar that I bought. Uh, it was earlier this year, so it's only like, not what is it? April 9th of this year, so it's not old, it's not aged, but it's delicious. It's the only one I'm going to have on the cast tonight. That probably is going to be more than what we have. It's it's significant. Yeah, it's significant. It does not say, as you guys talked about, it does not say the actual uh, ABV on it, but, you know, it's, I think as Ryan said, 18 to 22%, and you can feel it. Yep, you can taste it. (laughs) So... Mark, tell us what we are drinking. We are drinking a, a bearded owl beer, uh, Tropics, from uh, and it's a what is this? A, a kettle sour. It's a, one of their kettle sours, and they used raspberries, toasted on, I coconut. Wrote, I wrote it down here a second ago. It's a it's a fruited ale uh, done with Belgian yeast, um, conditioned on pineapple, raspberries, and toasted coconut. Four point six percent. I guess it's not a kettle sour, so it's, it's great. Tart fruited ale, delicious. I think got, you get a lot of lot of the toasted coconut on that. Got a nice uh, pink rosy color to it. Rose all day. Rose mm. all day. Great beer though. Yeah. Nicely done. Dan, what's your best beer of the week? Uh, so I'm going to go back about 10 days now. Uh, I was on a golf trip up in Green Lake, Wisconsin. And uh, as I mentioned, I was pretty flush with Treehouse beers and uh, had a bunch of Julius, some Double Ganger. Uh, so I'm going to go with Double Ganger. It's the Double do- uh, double Doppelganger, the blue can. Both the kettle hopping rates and dry hopping rates were increased while keeping the base beer the same. Result is intense, but also surprising in its balance and softness. The mouthfeel is vicious. Uh, du- double ganger is double doppelganger, basically. Yeah. And um, it, I mean, it gives you know the, the description is overripe mango, dank citrus, and tropical fruit, balanced by a sharp but pleasant finish. A treat to warm you up as a true New England winter takes hold. So, uh, I had it in the hot of summer after uh, we uh, jumped in the lake. And it was fantastic. It was phenomenal. Really, really good beer. One of the better ones I've had from Treehouse, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. All right, Mark. Okay, so my beer. Uh, just coming home from Michigan. Uh, one of the places that we stopped while we were up there was uh, Ludington Bay Brewing, and uh, they had a nice summer beer uh, that I kind of fell in love with uh, up there. It was a great. Um, boating beer and i took it on a float trip down down the platte river 
Uh, it was a great time. But um, the the beer was Blue Water. It was a light-bodied, low-hop ale. And maybe a little cliche, but it, it was done uh, with blueberries. And just like had a nice, <laughs> just had a nice subtle hint of blueberries. blueberries. <laughs> and I, am I enunciating that blue blueberry blueberry? You are you are enunciating it correctly. <laughs> enunciating. <laughs> oh boy, I would say the blueberry muffin. Uh, so it was a great beer. Nice, nice. Um, mine came in the form of a monkish growler, graciously sent to us from a good friend out there. It was the prehistoric B-Boy, which I think is their double dry hop version with Nelson. You always have to appreciate Nelson for its vinous quality. Uh, tastes a lot like uh, white wine grapes or white grapes. So uh, great. We're at the pool at the neighbor's house. Good times. Awesome stuff, man. Summer's coming to an end. We got a couple hot weeks here left, but then we're going to be switching over to the, uh, the warm stuff. Yeah, well, you know, for Mark and I, I always feel like, you know, when the kids go back to school, it really does feel like it's over. So even though, you know, Labor Day kind of really marks uh, an end to the summer, it's too bad. This summer was a good one. Yeah, it's been good. All right, so the topic of discussion tonight is basically just our favorite beer bars. And I think this will kind of serve to be something that when people listen to it, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to uh, this city I wonder what a great place to go get a beer, not a brewery. Um, that's pretty easy to find. Sometimes these beer bars are not as easy to find. I think we all kind of looked at a little different cities, at different locations and places. So we'll kind of give a background uh, for a few of these for each of us as to why we chose them in the cities that they were in. Ryan gave us a list. We can pick on him and make fun of him all we want with his list since he's not here. But actually, he had some pretty good ones. Uh, we'll get to those in a bit. Mark, you've got yours up and listed. Why don't you give us at least, you know, a couple of us, a couple of them to start off with? Okay, sure. Um, top of my list, uh, Tornado in San Francisco. Uh, I think it's a world-class uh, beer bar, uh, well-known. Just a, a fantastic selection, fun environment. It, it's it's in the city, so it's not like a destination where you're sitting outside. Um, you know, you're you're indoors in a in a small tap room setting, but uh, just a unbelievable uh, selection of beer. I mean, you could go in there and order uh, a, a cable car if you wanted. So it, it's a just a fantastic selection. So that that topped my list. Um, a couple other great ones um, would be Tapworks in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Yeah, I was there for a work trip, and we we came across this place. It was downtown, um, right across the street from a minor league ball ballpark, the minor league team there. But it was just a, a, a fun environment. But they had a serious tap wall. I mean, I want to I want to say they had hundreds of beers available you know many on tap and then uh, the rest of them all in bottles and cans but just uh, an awe-inspiring moment when you walk in and you just see this tap wall that is just you know 50 feet long with taps <laughs> so it, that was pretty cool other great ones that come to mind belmont station in portland oregon it's uh, nothing fancy again but it was maybe it's kind of just part of the trip that i love the port portland trip so much but uh it was 
it was kind of a mix between uh, a craft beer bottle shop and and a, and a small tap room there with with some tables and chairs indoor outdoors that you could sit but they had some great offerings as well probably so, the last oh no go, go ahead so i want to go back to like um tornado for instance i think that's a if you know beer you've been out to california i think that's always on the forefront of most people's minds especially if you go for san francisco did you feel like they were mostly full of local stuff full of stuff across the country full of seller stuff I would say a really good mix. I mean, there was definitely beers that were local, but there were things that I recognized that you could, you know, kind of pick up uh, uh, throughout the country. And then they had kind of a reserve bottle list as well. So they kind of had a, a good mix. Like, so if you walked in and just looked at the tap wall, the reserve things weren't necessarily listed. But if you asked for the reserve list, they handed it over and they had a lot of great offerings. So it was good. Uh, probably the last one that I would that I'm going to go with would be, um, I believe it's Banger's Sausage House oh, in, in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, one of the largest tap systems I've ever personally seen. And, you know, it just a, a massive amount of beers on tap. You mix that with uh, the great environment of Rainy Street and the food that they had at the uh, yeah. at the Sausage House. And it, it, it just made for a, a fun evening of just hanging out. Dan, you've been to Banger's? Uh, I have not. Nope. Oh, and you've been to Austin. You have family in Austin. It's, a couple times, yeah. It's time that the next time you go down there, you head to Bangers because I would easily put Bangers on my list as well. Um, not only because they do have a great selection on their tap wall, but of course you go out to the outside beer garden where they have picnic tables just lined up and down. And you can get good homemade sausages that they have Just there. Just that, that whole street has a the great whole, vibe. Yeah. And and I'll piggyback onto that and say that, you know, where Bangers does a good job of having a pretty wide selection of not only local stuff, but across the country kind of good stuff, light stuff, dark stuff, heavy stuff. You go farther down on Rainy Street, you'll find Craft Pride. That is a sort of mecca or testament to all things texas Mm -hmm. craft brewery pretty much everything that they have is made in texas or a craft brewery in texas they have a very laid-back atmosphere there of course they have a area in the back where they have live music you can go hang out i found that their staff there was exceptional and very laid-back like not pretentious a lot of these craft beer bars can be pretty uppity when you sit down and try to order something or they don't want to recommend this place was just hey man what are you looking for and they were happy to give you recommendations and that's what's the fun part about going to a lot of these great ones and i think craft pride is just another great place there on rainy street to go along with bangers and i I know a lot of people know and i know our hopped up network friends three beers in would you know stationed out of austin would uh, definitely tell us that they probably are even more craft beer bars down in Austin that are amazing. But Rainy Street's one of those go-to places when you're down in For sure. Austin. All right, Dan, your turn. Yeah, yeah, you got to remember, I, I've only been down to Austin with Mark once to visit our my sister and brother-in-law. And Luke, our brother-in-law, is more of a spirits guy. So he's like gin, bourbon, and he's always the guy that wants um, – uh, you know that that type of mixed drink type thing. So he, we we, know, we don't do a whole lot of beers. We do a little beer shopping, 
Uh, but we go to the bars where he, you know, likes to you know, go after work for, for a cocktail. So Mark and I just have to make it a point to go down and, and, and do destination type stuff. Um, the, the three that I, that I'll mention, or uh, I guess four are a little more local to me. The first one would be, um, uh, Howells and hood, which is on Michigan Avenue, downtown Chicago, right on the river. Um, it's got like, you know, it's just a great spot to go, uh, particularly if you're in the loop, you know, it's, it's kind of a tourist area in Chicago, but you've got a hundred, 120 beers on tap at any given point. Uh, mostly local stuff, but you can get flavors from all over the place. Um, just a great spot to go in, grab lunch, grab a beer, you know, on, on the weekend or, or, you know, really whenever you're down there. So if you ever, you know, go shopping or if you get forced to go shopping on Michigan Avenue, it's a good place to go. Um, the second one in the area would be, um, which is no longer open, unfortunately. Uh, a place, place I went to quite a bit uh, was called the Beer Bistro. It's in the in the West Loop, right on Madison. Um, we lived in the West Loop for like almost two years, and it was like a block away. It was a good place, for, you know, just to go. And it, like to your point about, you know, you go to some of these more pretentious beer bars. Um, it wasn't that. You know, it was just a place where you could go, um, grab a beer, and they were always willing to give you a recommendation if you didn't know what you were talking about and such. Really good spot. Uh, the third one is uh, the Open Bottle, which is in Tinley Park. Um, it's it, you know it's it's a bottle shop and a, um, a tap room uh, combo. A lot of local stuff. I mean, they'll get tons of Three Floyds. I know that they've had like a Three Floyds day uh, on Dark Lord Day. They'll have a uh, like a, a bus, a shuttle back and forth. Um, so they get a ton of offerings, a ton of the, the barrel aged stuff. So it's just a good spot right off of 80 to get, you know, to stop and grab a beer. And then I think the third or the fourth one that, that you know, I think all three of all three of us had on the list was Hopcat. Yeah. In Grand Rapids, which is just yes. a place where, yep. you know, Grand Rapids is, is one of those places where you can go and, you know, you can find beer anywhere in the city. Um, Hopcat's offerings are across the board. I mean, you can find something that you like in any style, you know, basically from anywhere in the country, just a great spot to go grab a beer after visiting one of the breweries. And they've got those crack fries that are like, <laughs> oh man, they're like, so good. Like crack. That's aptly named. That's a, you know, in, in Chicago, I know, Dan, you're even better at determining what the better places are because you have more experience up in Chicago. But I would presume that most of the people that, you know, listen, are going to want to know a lot of more, a lot more of those local Midwest places. So Chicago has tons of offerings, but you know, I actually haven't been to any of those places other than Hopcat. So you know, especially those places in Chicago. I, I mean, I haven't even skimmed the surface there in Chicago. It's kind of hard to do. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, I mean, there's one everywhere. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, it's popping up everywhere on the in the in the city now. If you're if you're also looking for Midwest places, if you ever go to Des Moines, Iowa, which is a place that I tend to stop because uh, I've got family there and in the way, is called El Bait Shop. Uh, it has a pretty cool atmosphere, sort of that you know hokey, fishing and outdoorsy sort of vibe. But they do have a pretty robust across the country craft beer offering with taps and bottles. 
Um, but it's it's frequently named as one of those kind of go-to destinations for craft beer lovers, and it's right there in the middle of Iowa. If anyone happens to pass through Iowa, I know people call it flyover country, but El Bait Shop is a very good place to go to if you're ever in the Des Moines area. Being up in Traverse City recently, there is actually an excellent bar, beer bar up there called Seven Monks. They have great food. It's a pretty kid-friendly atmosphere. They do have a nice reserved seller list that has even some Cantillon on it, if you're lucky enough. Nice. Um, I know our podcasting southern friend Brian had been there about a year ago and said he had been able to order a bottle of Cantillon. I don't know if they have it there all the time, but it's certainly something that uh, they must get occasionally. So Traverse City is another one of those places that offers a lot of great breweries, but there's got to be a good beer bar up there, too. So, uh, Evan, what, what's a few of uh, the other ones that you... Oh, would... let's go over Ryan's list. Ryan's list? All yeah. right. <clears throat> so, he, now, he did mention Fishman's in Chicago, which is a great yep. place where you can not only drink but shop for bottles. He mentioned Falling Rock in Denver, which routinely and frequently has offerings from Russian River like Pliny. Uh, he mentioned that their food's really good, and they do carry a pretty good selection of some rarer beers. Uh, he mentioned a place in Milwaukee called Bernhardt's, where they do have a lot of Central Waters and local Wisconsin beers. I would assume that they've got lots of Nuglaris and others, but we had sort of been picking on him about his uh, bachelor party trip <laughs> yeah, up to... I think he said this one topped the list, though, Yeah, right? the Vermont area, but the Farmhouse Tap and Grill in Burlington, Vermont, which had Hill Farmstead beers, Lawson's Finest Liquids, Alchemist beers, a big bottle list, an amazing cellar. You know, only uh, a few of us are lucky enough to get to go to that part of the country. So he got to go there on his bachelor party. He did? I, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that story yet. Huh, weird. Hmm. We hey, should ask him sometime. Hey, Dan, yeah. I, I, I'm taking notice here because we're uh, via Skype here. It's also a, we have a video feed. That that uh, Dogfish 120 looked a little dark there that you just took a Yeah, sip what happened? Yeah, that's a... Uh, What's yeah, I don't on? know if you can tell my voice is, uh, you know, sort of failing me. That's a, a grape electrolyte drink. Oh, okay. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. But, but are you sure it's not like a blueberry stout? Blueberry. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I think Baited. Baked taken. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should open that other bearded owl. I've yeah, been, for sure. Uh, just real quick while I got this open. Midwest. Um, just uh, a few more uh, that were on my list uh, that I think we should mention. Uh, Beer Station in Kansas City uh, was a great one. Um, also Half Cut in Cincinnati. And uh, this one was probably more of a destination one. This We were there, and it, it, it was a nice little place. It was called Growler Garage in Santa Rosa, Florida. Uh, had, you know, maybe... 10, 15 different uh, beers on tap. Just kind of a fun little place. Which was the Destin area, right? Yeah, it's kind of 30A sort of area. Yep. And then, you know, anytime we're talking about beer bars, I think we do have to give a shout out to some of our local ones. And uh, a couple that were at the top of my mind were uh, Kemp's Upper Tap in Lexington. And then obviously yeah. uh, Poor Brothers here in Peoria Heights and uh, the Fox Pub and Cafe in, in Peoria. Uh, are a couple of my local favorites. Yeah. And, um, you know, like we've been at Poor Brothers a number of times to record and constantly talk about their tap wall, but they do actually carry a pretty good can and bottle list uh, that you can pick from. But, the, yeah, the Fox definitely has... Oh, here we go. 
has a few different offerings. Uh, I tend to find than Poor Brothers does, which is kind of a nice um, change of pace. You tend you you tend to see local stuff highlighted quite a bit, but also you'll find some of those really good standards that typically you're gonna always kind of fall back to or look forward to if uh, you kind of need to write yourself back to some good craft beers. Uh, a couple of other random places. Um, I was in Orlando once. They actually have a really awesome beer bar called Red Light, Red Light. Uh, so if you're ever down there taking your kids to Disney World or whatever and dad and mom, even mom need a little break, uh, that's a pretty good place. If you ever go out to the D.C. area, one of my favorite beer bars ever anywhere is Church Key. History of the world. Universe. In the history of the world. It's, uh, in my opinion, it's the best beer in the world ever made on the planet. Is Church Key. Um, they have one of the few master Cicerones there who, um, is able to, I mean, mean, we may have one soon in Peoria. You never know. Boy, that'd be something. (laughs) Um, but they have, they, they are probably the most meticulously, um, put together beer bars I've ever been to. So if you're ever out in the DC area, head that, head that way. So, Mark, what did we what did we just crack? Okay, another beer from uh, Bearded Owl, a blackberry blackberry uh, drizzle. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, it's uh it's actually a IPA, a milkshake IPA, and it's uh basically the lactose conditioned on top of blackberries. It's pretty thick. It's thick, thick. Got a lot, it's, a lot of nice hops to it as well. It's got a it's got a decidedly bitter aftertaste too to kind of go along with. It's got galaxy and eucanot hop infused milkshake. You said that already. Yep. Yep. My bad. <laughs> oh, it's it's delicious though. But uh, I'll I'm holding it up to the light here. Very uh, very thick. And so it's living up to the name the the milkshake style. Oh, it's coating the mouth. That's for sure. That's that lactose. It looks delightful. All right, are you gonna are you gonna school us on some beer trivia? Oh my gosh, I forgot. Jeez, I okay. forgot. Give All me right. a second. Hi everyone, this is Cutter, Tony, Ross, Joel, and Clint from Three Beers In, a proud member of the Hopped Up Network. Each episode, we review a local Austin craft beer and talk about Club and Bananas, references I don't get, and Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. So tune in, crack open a beer, and hang out with us. Find us on hoppedupnetwork.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, or on threebeersinpodcast.com. This This is is the the podcast. podcast. All right, Dan, drop drop some drop some trivia on us. All right, first question: Which company is the largest <laughs> craft brewer in the United States? New Belgium, Boston Beer Company, aka Sam Adams, or Yingling? Uh, it's Yingling. I would say maybe uh, Boston Beer Company. Okay, so yingling is correct but they recently had a change where yingling qualifies for this because the brewers association changed the definition of craft beer letting some of the larger companies join that category so that's i was i was with mark i thought boston beer it's surprising me since yingling is not a national distribution 
I only know this because there was an article on Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine that showed over the last, oh gosh, 10 to 12 years, you know, who were the largest craft beer breweries and kind of how they have risen or fallen on the list. And like if some were acquired, how bigger they made them. But yeah, it was only a couple of years ago that all of a sudden Yangling just sort of got entered into the rankings only because of the change in the status. Hmm. So, yep. okay. Yep. Okay. Next question. Next. To be considered a microbrewery, a company's production cannot exceed what? 5,000 barrels, 15,000 barrels, or 25,000 barrels? 25. 25? 25,000. The answer is 15,000. Okay. Okay. And then what? And this is, this is a bonus question attached to this one. What percentage of the company's beer must be sold off-site to qualify as a microbrewery making 15,000 barrels? 30? Not multiple choice, just 10, guess. 10%. 30%? 75%. Oh, jeez. Oh, really? Yep. That's we're not, interesting. We're not doing very well. Okay. Next. What's the average calorie content of a pumpkin ale? Who cares? Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's bar- zero because Actually, you that shouldn't is the, drink pumpkin ale. That is the ales. correct answer. Who cares? <laughs> Most of the market for craft beers falls into which age range? 21 to 33, 26 to 34, 35 to 49. 35 to 49. Evan? I, I would agree with that. Correct. Boom. Old people like beer. That's the, uh, <laughs> Old people. Uh, the millennials, they love their liquor. Yeah, they like the cocktails. Which state ranks dead last in the number of craft breweries per capita? Oh, per capita? Mississippi. Per capita. Okay. Mississippi, Alabama, Oklahoma. Mississippi. Oklahoma. Oklahoma is correct. There are only 14 craft breweries in the state of Oklahoma, or 0.5 breweries per 100,000 adults of legal drinking age. Good for uh, Prairie. In 2008, there were 1,523 craft breweries in the United States. How many were there as of 2014? 4,209, 3,418, or 2,989? 2,989. Here's a good one. By volume, small and independent brewers make up about how much of U.S. beer market? 12, 6, 4. I think it's, isn't it up to about 12? Are we going to say? Is it that high? I mean, Anheuser alone probably dominates 50%. I'm still going to go 12. I'm going to go 6. It's 12. Ah! Yep. Okay, by dollars spent, so different, right? How does the market share for craft beer stack up against the beer market as a whole? Craft beer makes up 21% of the sales, 12% of the sales, or 8% of sales? Well, 8%. But is it higher because the cost is more? Mm, But I I think it's still a drop in a bucket compared to the big boys. I'm going to go 8 well, Evan, I mean, 
Evan's correct. So it's got if it's twelve percent of the market share by consumption, it's going to be twenty. So and like a, double. And a six pack of IPAs cost fourteen bucks or twelve bucks or whatever. It's got to be more, right? Okay, fair it's enough. Twenty one. It's twenty one percent. Twenty one percent. I didn't think that through. And it's because the beers are significantly higher priced, of course. All right. Couple we'll more. Do two more. Couple two more. more. Here's one for Evan. Okay. Oh, okay. It's a brewer one. How do craft brewers introduce the smoky flavor into their beers? Open flame, artificial ingredients, or cubes of smoked flavor crystals? Um, I would have. I actually was looking for smoked malt, but read those again. They use an open flame, artificial ingredients, or cubes of smoked flavor crystals. I would say cubes of smoked flavored crystals. That'd be my guess. It is an open flame. What? Yep. All right. It shows my knowledge of smoked beers. Usually. I don't, I don't care for them. Usually they get it from using smoked malt. So I don't know. Over okay. An, over an open flame. Over an open flame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got another one? Okay. We do. I'm trying to find a good one here. Okay. Which U.S. state has the most? This, I mean, this is easy. Which U.S. state has the most craft breweries? I don't even need to give you a multiple choice here. Uh, Vermont, Colorado, Colorado. Uh, maybe I do. Maybe I do. All right, Michigan choice. or California? It's California. Okay. Oh. San Diego County alone is number two in the world for breweries, next to uh, the county in Germany. Okay. There's like there's like almost a there might be more than a hundred in San Diego alone. San Diego. Don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> there are more than five hundred brewing companies in California. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, one more. One more. What is the approximate dollar amount of the U.S. craft beer market as of 2015? Jeez. No idea. Nine billion, thirteen billion, twenty-two billion. Nine billion. Thirteen. The overall beer market weighed in at a hundred and six billion. So it's twenty-two billion. Okay. Well, give it, yeah, give us a clue. Come on. Come on. I mean, I had you got to get you got to get the answer right first. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> okay. I think that's it. We'll, we'll find the game for the next one. It'll be better. So you, you actually have a game with cards, like Cards Against Humanity kind of game? I do. I do. Oh, that's dangerous. It's like Brewers. It's like it's for, There's one for Brewers. There's one for Styles. Mark, you have this game. You got the same one. You do? I do. We could have done mm-hmm. this without Dan the whole time. Wow. I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have to find that. Yeah, dude, we got it for Christmas, remember? Oh, it's probably still in my box of Christmas stuff. Oh, very nice. (laughs) Well, it's probably sitting there with those chocolate covered cherries. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, um, well, Dan, it's been a pleasure working through technical difficulties for half the time we've been recording. We we, we got it done. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. Jeez. All right. We will, we will, um, cheers. Who knows? The next thing we hear from Dan in terms of a podcast, he could be a dad of two. But yep. then you never know. Anytime, man. All right, man. All right. Cheers. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.